Oh, good morning. Good morning. Welcome to Blue Lake. Thank you all for coming out this morning. And our message this morning is titled, Bridge Over Troubled Water. Or can you think of a time that you were worried and distracted? Well, I certainly can. And let me illustrate this with a story. Once a week, we visit our farm in Oxnard, chartering a small plane, typically leaving early on a Thursday morning and returning at night that same day. Well, many years ago, we flew in this small, non-pressurized, twin-engine Seneca. Four or five passengers would be cramped in this little plane, just like sardines in a can. And I remember one time, flying to Oxnard in the morning, and as we were heading to Oxnard, any time the pilot tried to take that plane above 8,000 feet, the engine started sputtering. But we made it to Oxnard safely, everything was fine. We toured the farm, and then in the afternoon, as I got back to the airport, I asked the pilot, did you get this fixed? <laughs> and he said, no, I'll have it fixed it tomorrow in Arcata when we're back home. Okay? Well, then we stopped in Watsonville for a quick visit. And after we left the Watsonville airport, I heard some of the folks in the flight center kind of chatter about this big storm that was encroaching over the ocean. Not a very comforting thought as we climbed back into that little plane. <laughs> so upon takeoff, the, the pilot took the plane way out over the ocean, way out over the Pacific, pre presumably to stay clear of the uh, air traffic around San Francisco. Well, by now it is dark. The storm has arrived. And we are getting tossed around just like a little toy plane. At one point, I look outside the window, and far, far away, I see the city lights of San Francisco. We must have been, we must have been at least five miles out over the ocean. Hail was hitting that plane so hot that I seriously believed that the windshield was going to break. Up until that point, there had been much conversation in the plane with some of our fellow team members. But as this plane is getting kicked around in this storm, suddenly it got really quiet and not another word was said. These little engines were just roaring, working as hard as they could. And I couldn't help but think what had happened in the morning when he was trying to get above 8,000 feet and the engine started sputtering. Now we're out over the ocean. Just the thought of the troubled waters of that angry ocean below us prompted me with the chilling notion that if something were to happen in these horrific conditions, nobody would ever find the plane. If there was ever a moment that I was troubled, worried, or distracted, this was it. It took more than an hour of flying 
before the turbulence finally subsided. I will never forget that flight as long as I live. <laughs> Sitting in that airplane, wondering if these were the final moments, it made me realize that I needed to surrender from those worries and distractions to the one thing that bridges all troubled waters. Now, worry and distraction and a troubled heart and soul manifests itself in something we call stress. Stanford lecturer and health psychologist Kelly McConaughey started her TED Talk in 2013 by asking the audience if they experienced relatively little stress in the past year. Only a few hands went up. Then intently looking at her audience, she asked, how about a moderate amount of, a moderate amount of stress? Still, only a few hands went up. Then she finally asked, who experienced a lot of stress in the last 12 months? Now lots and lots of hands are going up. A Gallup poll conducted earlier this year revealed Americans feeling stress, anger, and worry are at their highest levels in a decade. About 55% of adults say they have experienced stress during a good portion of the day. In other words, people are stressed, worried, and distracted as they attempt to swim through the raging river of troubled waters in their daily lives. Well, speaking of troubled water, earlier you heard Bridge Over Troubled Water, a song that was released all the way back, almost 50 years ago, in 1970, by Simon and Garfunkel. The song became their biggest hit. It was number one on the billboard for six weeks. And worldwide, over six million copies of this single had been sold. It became one of the most, most performed songs of the 20th century, with over 50 artists, among Elvis and Aretha Franklin, performing this song. Now, there are some intriguing insights and details on how this song came about. Paul Simon revealed in a book by Robert Hilburn that a single line in a gospel song inspired him to write Bridge Over Troubled Water. He shared in Goldmine magazine in an article the experience of writing it was unique. The essence of the song took maybe 20 minutes. The first two verses were done in two hours. The music and lyrics came completely naturally. Simon said, it was like a gift because I hadn't experienced one with that intensity before. He said, at the time, I didn't think it was about a spiritual experience. To write something that easily, that quickly, is very unusual. And it's a very unusual kind of inspiration. It is one of those songs 
that people describe it as coming through you. The melody is sweeping and memorable. The lyrics are touching. The words are so poignant and piercing to the heart and soul with an innate promise of a comforter, a rescuer, a savior, that it resonates at a deep level with the listener. When you're weary, feeling small, when tears are in your eyes, I will dry them all. When times get rough, I will be on your side. When you're down and out, when darkness comes, I will take your part. And when pain is all around, I will comfort you. Uh, this morning, we have some flower farmers from Wisconsin who visited us here this morning. And last year, I visited their farm way back in Wisconsin as they have planted some of our new Ilex varieties at their farm. But at the time of the visit, there was massive flooding and troubled waters roaring through rivers and creeks. I must say, it was quite a sight. Earlier this week, there were some news reports of horrendous flooding in Nepal. And it showed a picture of a bridge spanning a huge river with turbulent, raging, troubled waters. Now, speaking of troubled, in the Bible, there is a story of a woman called Martha. She was worried and distracted. Now, the original English translation of the Bible, the 500-year-old King James Version, calls it troubled. Martha being troubled. And this is what brings us to today's reading in Luke 10, verses 38 through 42, which can be find, found in the second part of your Bible on page 72. And I'll give you a moment to, to look it up. But before we go there, let's please bow our heads. Guide us, O God, by your word and spirit, that in your light we may see light. In your truth, find wisdom. And in your will, discover your peace. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Verse 38. Now as they went on their way, he entered a certain village where a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. She had a sister named Mary who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to what he was saying. But Martha was distracted by her many tasks. So she came to him and asked, Lord, do you not care that my sister have left me to do all the work by myself? Tell her then to help me. But the Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and distracted by many things. There is need of only one thing. Mary has chosen the better part, which will not be taken away from her. 
In the Gospel of Luke, this story follows Jesus telling the parable of the Good Samaritan to his disciples. And after the story, Luke describes how Jesus explains to his disciples as well the best way to pray. And to this day, we still recite this as our Lord's Prayer. But since before and after the visit to Martha's house, he is in the company of his disciples. It is safe to assume that in verse 38, as they they went on their way, they included the disciples. He entered into a certain village. Now this village is not mentioned by name. But in the Gospel of John, it describes what happened to Lazarus, the brother of Martha and Mary. And in John 11, it mentions Lazarus of Bethany, the village of Mary and Martha. Now you may ask, where is Bethany? Present-day Bethany is called El Alzeria, which is Arabic for the place of Lazarus. It's located only three miles from Jerusalem, on the eastern slopes of the Mount of Olives. Now the narrative seems to suggest that Martha was the older sister, the head of the house. She welcomed them into her home. But this is where the stress causes her blood pressure to rise. Hosting Jesus and his entourage of at least the 12 disciples requires preparation and organization. Food needs to be prepared. Things need to be tidied up. I remember just a few years ago, we hosted a field-to-face dinner for 150 people in the tulips in the greenhouse in Arcata. Well, preparation and anticipation of a large crowd is stressful. Martha was distracted by all her many tasks, as it said in verse 40. She was distracted, troubled, and stressed out. And here, her little sister doesn't seem to have a care in the world, sitting at the feet of Jesus, taking it all in. So rather than turning to her little younger sibling and calling her out for being lazy and and, and inconsiderate, Martha turns to Jesus saying, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to do all the work by myself? Tell her to help me. The problem with Martha is that she is worried and distracted. The word distracted comes from the Greek word parispato, which literally means being pulled or dragged in different directions. Martha's distraction and worry, her stress overshadows the main intent of her hospitality. Instead, she embarrasses her sister in front of all the guests. She even goes as far as to accuse Jesus of not caring about her. As he said, Lord, do you not care? Martha's troubled heart 
Her worry and distraction pre prevent her from being present with Jesus. She has missed out on the one thing that is needed to be a gracious host. Shown by paying attention to your guests. And in this particular case, not just any guest, but Jesus of Nazareth. Or the question is, is Jesus' reply a reprimand rather than an invitation? Marta, Marta, are you worried and distracted by many things? There is need for only one thing. Folks, you may wonder, what is the one thing? The one thing for Marta is to take a time out. Stop for a moment and smell the roses. Or in this case, the rose lilies. <laughs> and accept the presence of Jesus in her life. To listen what he has to say. Now what does the one thing mean to us? Many of us can relate to Martha. Feeling pulled in different directions. Feeling worried and distracted. And troubled by many things. In our fast-paced world. And in a culture of hectic schedules. Voicemail. Text messages. And a never-ending stream of emails. Jesus said in Luke 12, 25. Can any of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? We recognize that worrying does no good. But we are still inclined to do so. When we are down and out. When we are weary, feeling small. When times get rough. The path to peaceful living begins with one thing. After Martha makes her displeasure known, Jesus offers her a bridge over troubled water. The path to peace. Jesus tells her in verse 42, Martha, Martha, you are worried and troubled about many things. But one thing is needed. And Mary has chosen the good part, which will not be taken away from her. Jesus instructs Martha. And this also is an instruction to us. The one thing to be concerned with. The one thing to focus on. First and foremost, and that is a relationship with Jesus Christ. When we put Jesus first into our lives, we will no longer be alone or without help, like a bridge over troubled water. When times get rough, when darkness comes, when pain is all around, Jesus 
will comfort us. He will be by your side. He will take your part. And he will dry your tears. Earlier this week, I was talking to a friend in Holland. Someone who seems to have it all together and appears to always have contentment and peace. But right as we were wrapping up the conversation, he said, Lane, I want you to know that I've been reading this book on achieving spiritual transformation because my heart is troubled. This friend on the surface, has much tranquility and peace. But the opposite is true. He told me it is impossible to look in one other's soul and the struggles they may be facing and the uncertainties, the troubled waters that they may be attempting to navigate. But here is the beautiful thing. Here is the good news. Surrender to Jesus as he will give you the kind of peace and comfort that you will not find in any self-help book or course. And once again, you gain inner peace and it will not be taken from you. Just like Mary chose the better part, it will not be taken from her. James Cash Penny, the founder of J.C. Penny Stores, made some unwise decisions and became very distressed. He worried so much that he developed shingles. He went to see his doctor, who admitted him to the hospital. But there, his condition became even worse. One night, he was prescribed a sedative, but it quickly wore off. And he awoke in the middle of the night, believing that he would die that night. He wrote letters to all his family members, and then he fell asleep. Then he woke up the next morning and was surprised that he was still alive. But he could hear some singing in the chapel in that hospital. So he got out of bed, walked over there, and the words of the hymns and the scripture and the message spoke deeply to his condition. He listened to the singing and the message with a weary heart. But then something happened. He later said, I can't explain it. I can only call it a miracle. It felt as if I had been instantly lifted out of the darkness of the dungeon into a warm, brilliant sunlight. He said, from that day forward, his life was free of worry. And all because he realized that God would take care of him. Be still, my soul. The Lord is on thy side. Leave to thy God to order and provide. (coughs) 
Jesus told his disciples in John 14, 27, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. Let your hearts not be troubled. Are you troubled? Are you going through hard times? Is there pain all around? Are you trying to keep your head above the turbulent waters of a raging river in your daily life? Jesus is the bridge that takes you across safely. As we leave here this morning, let us be reminded that no matter the troubles in our lives, no matter our financial condition, no matter the conditions of our health, no matter the hardships that are facing us, put your trust in Jesus. Accept Him as Lord and Savior. And He will provide the bridge over troubled water and takes us on that path through the narrow gate to the kingdom of heaven. The promise of eternal life. Thank you. God bless you. Amen.